It's about history. It's about preservation. It's about sense of place here on Eastern Long Island. With Esperanza Leon, I'm Erwin Levy, and this is Our Hamptons. Esperanza. Hello, Erwin. Sort of a sing-song, not complete, but sort of. I can I can that. I improve on it? I don't know. No, you're you, you, you're uh, no, you don't 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 fix what's not broken. You're 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 doing just fine here. So Esperanza, I got to be honest. I, Hampton Bays, and that's our episode today. Hampton Bays, as we expand our horizons from our admittedly somewhat East Hampton Town centric home base. Um, it's always been sort of, has it always been sort of a mystery to you as well? Like, I mean, have you spent much time in Hampton Bays? I mean, you know, Esperanza has lived here for longer than I have and full time for that period of time. Would you say? I mean, you know, it's sort of like, could I say that I'm very familiar with Hampton Bays? No. Uh, we have had friends that live right. in Hampton <clears throat> Bays, O'Malley's in Hampton. I mean, you know, right. whatever, you know, you'd go for a specific reason, maybe one time to the beach, you right. know, to, to... Right. Okay. <laughs> but other than that, I have to say that it's only, you know, in, in the, maybe the past years, the year that I, that I kind of have gotten more of a sense of what the history of the place is also. Yet another excellent, unbelievable <laughs> segue. I, I, so Esperanza, in terms of the history, not only are you going to get a little piece of history from our special guest, and here's the part I love about this the most, she's third generation Hampton Bays. Okay. And we like, we like that because we, that means you are an expert. That's right. That's right. So without further ado, the executive director of the Hampton Bays Historical Society and a third generation resident, Brenda Sinclair. Welcome, Brenda. Thank you very much for inviting me. Oh, my gosh. We are like, um, I would have rolled out a red carpet, but I'm not that, you know, Hampton Bays. It's <laughs> not that close for me to get over there and do that. So, <laughs> um, but to touch on that for a minute, Brenda, you know, you mentioned to to me when we spoke about a week ago that you were third generation Hampton Bays. And as Esperanza elaborated, we love that because, you know, that you really have a sense, you know, you can really dig into the sense of place like. And so when you were born in Britain. So when you were growing up there, like, um, and we touched on this when we spoke earlier, but what were some of those really experiences of growing up there? And also, if you had the similar kind of off-season, high-season contrast that we have come to learn to expect in East Hampton Town? Yes, we absolutely, absolutely did. You know, there were a lot of summer people when I was young. I would have summer friends who would come and be in our neighborhood, and you know, they'd arrive somewhere after school stopped and be gone and I never think of them again until the end of the year started again when wow. summer started right um so yes there was a lot of summer people summer friends swimming lessons was a big thing right I still have friends that I used to go to swimming lessons every once in a while I see them that's um, great I mean that added a little variety to life right yeah, yeah, it was a big social life and and you know, part of what you were saying to me when when we spoke and when when the two quote unquote groups merged the summer kids the year-round kids there was everyone just totally got they, they totally got along and it was it was just great experience like there was no there was no no us. there was no problems yeah. there was no they're a city person and i'm not they were just people coming that were 
were there. I don't know. It was never right. an issue. It was it wasn't a thing of summer people, some are not. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think as I got older, there were there's definitely summer people and some are not. Yes. Yeah. When I was younger, they were just just people. Um, I think there were a lot more summer people back then. You know, now there's a lot more uh, year round residents, year round. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were, you know, we were like, we were talking about that, um, Esperanza, like about, you know, that aspect, like, um, you know, through my business, I used to have clients that I would go to Hampton Bays for, and a lot of them, you know, were l interestingly like living there year round yet were, uh, you know, a lot of New York city firefighters, police, you know, people who could have schedules where they can work consecutive days and then have consecutive days off. I, I ran into a lot of that. And I think Brenda mentioned that as well. Um, you said something to me like, um, while they were second homeowners, they were, oh, it was more, it, it wasn't like a summer colony, like the Southampton summer colony was. These were real regular folk, mm -hmm. like Springs, yes. is, for example, back where I live, you know, mm -hmm. would you say so? Like, that's. Yeah. Or even Montauk, I would, I, I kind of envision it being more parallel to what Montauk was and continues to be in a way. With maybe and with. Yeah, go ahead, Brenda. I'm sorry. I, I think a lot of people came out here because they liked the beaches, the fishing. And this was like far enough. It was close enough to the city that you could come out with your family. The father could go back for the, the, the week to work, right. <clears throat> take a train out, drive, whatever. And it was easy enough to go back and forth without abandoning your family with them out of reach. Well, well, that's always been like, you know, for me, like just um, <clears throat> I used to real. I've, I've actually used this term like you know, living in Springs where I do, once I can, once I'm able to cross the, Shish the Shinnecock Canal, I feel like I'm in civilization again. Like I can get somewhere, you know, <laughs> I, for, you know, for me, where Esperanza and I have bantered, bantered about this on prior episodes, you know, living in Springs for me to go to Costco is a half day event, you know, yes. or, or something like that. And, and Brenda, you know, as much as I'd love to come and visit you, if you said, Hey, come to Hampton Bays. I say, well, can I do it on my way to Queens? Because <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that's sort of, that's sort of what it is. But um, that's why these places, again, it is a little bit of a mystery. So it does have sort of a resort vibe, like, especially in the summer, like, like East Hampton does has a resort atmosphere, but it does have that year round presence really basically because of the proximity to New York. But what are the other intangibles about this place, Brenda? Brenda, like where, like what else can you tell us about us? I met Esperanza. I should really fill you in. I sort of said to Brenda, does Hampton Bay's sort of have like a little chip on their shoulder, like you know, looking at Southampton the way us Bonnickers and Springs look at the Upstreeters in East Hampton Village? And <laughs> you know, is is there any kind of element of that, Brenda, that you've um? You've I don't of, think there really is. I don't really. think there is as much of a um, variety. Right. Um, I'm sure there's some people who are like that. It's funny you ask that though, because um, my dad, as I say, third generation, my dad grew up in Hampton Bays. He was born in 1924. And he lived up the street from the uh, Canoe Place Inn, which at that time was a uh, very famous, lots of politicians, presidents, right, right. royalty, everybody was at the Canoe Place Inn. And he always said it was like his playground when he was a kid. They went over, there was a bowl, there was chickens and pigs and gardens and you oh. know, the canal was there. And somebody asked him once, um, we were doing an oral history, actually it was two people. And they said, well, weren't you, you know, were you jealous of these people? Were you upset that they were there? And they, even then they said, no, they were just, you know, they brought color to our lives exactly it yeah. was just people who came and 
Yeah, they got to meet the governor of New York State and all sorts of things like that. It was never, there was never a jealousy there. I'm sure some people, you never know, didn't feel that way. But most of the people I know just accepted that they were happy to have these people there. My aunt, who is a few years older, said as a child, she used to go over to the inn and peek in the windows on a Friday night and Saturday night because all the women would be dancing. They had a lot of always had live bands and they'd go over and peek in the windows to see everybody dancing on the dance floor. Uh, yeah. And the canoe place in, I mean, I, you know, again, even not being if someone would say to me, word association, Hampton Bays, that would be the first thing that would come into my mind mm-hmm. to say would probably be the canoe place in. And um, we're gonna, I'm going a little off. We, we, see, this is what happens. Uh, full disclosure to our Hamptons uh, podcast audience. We always have this little outline, but I I always issue a warning to the guest. Sometimes we can veer, right, Esperanza? And, Absolutely. And the Canoe Place Inn is a place uh, that fascinates me. I mean, it's obviously had a great history. Um, Brett, was it, has it been around? Was that what the early years of the Canoe Place Inn was, or CPI as they used to call it? Right. So I remember, remember the radio the ads, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, calling it CPI. Were those its earliest years, Brenda, like in the turn of the, of the 20th century? Well, there was, there was another building before this. The original building was built in, um, it was a way station between, in the forest between Riverhead and Southampton. Oh. And you would stop there and you'd be able to get refreshment and, you know, take care of your horses and all that kind of stuff. Spend the night if you had to. Oh. And that was back in the late 1600s. So there has been something there since then. And there was a British fort behind it and the British officers used to use the inn as their their headquarters and it, it grew from there and there was a very large building there as an inn up until 1921 when it burned and in 22 they re- by 22 actually within less than a year they rebuilt the entire thing so this is really the second building that's been there that we know of I mean there were others that morphed into the first building but you know, Esperanza, I have to say that ask you this and say this to you um, before we get back to Brenda. It's extraordinary how many of these kind of iconic places seem to burn to the ground. I, I, and we, we've touched, we've touched, <laughs> but they're re- but fortunately they're rebuilt. <laughs> but they all rebuilt. I mean, we had the same thing. We did an we did have an upcoming episode. Um, well, pre- past episode, I should say, on the Sea Spray Inn in East Hampton, where same thing. It, it just the place burned to the ground, and that one in the, in that case wasn't rebuilt, but. It's unbelievable how many time, times this happens. But so this has had this canoe place in has had a life. I mean, they were obviously, as you're describing, Brenda, these dignitaries, political <laughs> figures, judges, what have you. And then I, it, I and, picture it, it's sort of like the Brewster House in in River in Flanders. I don't that just recently uh, was demolished. But I is it was it sort of I think that kind of place like a like a lodge almost. I don't know. Uh, well, there were there were rooms, but there was. Um... You know, there was a dining hall. There was a uh, a ballroom. There was um, when my we used to have weddings there, things like right, that. Ba- like a banquet hall, yeah. A banquet yeah. hall. Thank you. Uh-huh. I'm losing my words here. Yes. So, and a restaurant, of course. Right, so it was right. more. That was Brewster House. I think was just a boarding house. Was just it a boarding combination house. of of both as well. I just and think about it cottages. as. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, I just think about it as like a like. like for the gathering place that it was mm-hmm. of right. yeah. notable people. Um, but I wanted to ask you also, I mean, Canoe Place Inn was, was that Canoe Place? Because there yes. were, obviously there were these different little settlements that made up good ground, right. which as we know was the founding name of 
Hampton Bays. I mean, Hampton Bays didn't become Hampton Bays until two years before your father was born. Right, exactly. <laughs> half his family was born in Grid Ground, half was born, or two of them were born in Hampton Bays. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Was there like a big brouhaha when they changed the name to, to Hampton Bays, um, Brenda? And was and this is something Esperanza and I have touched on. Did they is it possible that even back then they wanted to get that word Hampton into the name of? The yes, that's exactly what it was. So back in the late 1880s, there was a push to become Bay Hampton and that kind of died. And then it came back again. Matter of fact, we even had a Bay Hampton band, a local band for a while. Um, but then they decided that Hampton Bays had a better sign, but it was a sound, but it was they wanted to be a part of the Hamptons. It was also instigated by the politicians and others. I mean, there was a lot of, I don't know about a lot of, but you can find a lot of letters from people who said, you know, nothing wrong with good ground, you know? Right, so, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, know, was, we know about that here uh, right. because but, living in Wainscott, you know, we yeah. found that with Midhamptons right. as, as the place that they wanted to rename Wainscott to be. And, oh they my gosh, they. yeah, the clippings about the people, you know, what are we're losing all these good old fashioned names, you know, these good solid names like good ground. I have to <laughs> say, it's true. you know, I the mean, Hamptonization, right? Yeah. How many Hamptons do you need? Do you want to right. be, but that that's, that's what happens. So. I, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, you know, we've touched on this in prior episodes. You know, I know, remember when I would be driving out, you know, when I, we lived up Island and we were coming out as weekenders. And I mean, you would go through the town of Brookhaven, and in certain portions, they were developments. They were calling them Brookhampton. Anything to get that cachet. Right. You know, I mean, these are, you know, this is in Mastic and they're calling it Brookhampton. You know, like anything to sort of touch on that. And um, it's sort of like the beauty and the curse, you know, like um, it's funny. I, I could even relay a story to you. Like when we chose the name Our Hamptons for the podcast, I mean, you know, full disclosure for people to search for a podcast if they were interested in this region, they're not going to search our East End or <laughs> our Eastern Long Island. You know, they want that Hamptons in there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so Esperanza, I mean, according to Brenda, so we're going back to 1922, 101 <laughs> years ago, they wanted that name. And here so we are. In they Springs, if you go somewhere and somebody asks you where you're from, do you say, I guess you can legally say you're from the Hamptons? Well, that these are these are really great questions, you know, because it's like, um, well, then you you're know, literally a boniker, right? <laughs> right. Then you're literally a boniker. You know, we're not we're not an, an upstreeter, which is how we call, you know, they used to refer to the villagers. We were not upstreeters. You know, we were bonic. And so it's uh, not me. I'm from Queens. But, you know, um, <laughs> we, we were they, they refer to themselves as bonic. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, but that's really that's extraordinary. I mean. I, you know, I guess Esperanza and Brenda, I never thought it went back that long. Mm. The people wanted that cachet. Yes, I know early 20th century. Brenda, you've, you've heard some of our episodes. We talk about the bookends, the estate sections, summer colonies, <laughs> Southampton, East Hampton. You know, that's, they're 100 years plus old. Um, it goes back even further. But I guess maybe that was, because it was really of that era, Esperanza, maybe that was really the start of, capitalizing yeah no name. definitely it yeah. concretely was and probably you know just building on the railroad coming out yes this far starting in the yes. late 19th century it, it, I, I i would guess 
I, I, and I chambers of commerce just trying to right. and, and promote again, tourism to, and so forth. And to your point about Mid-Hamptons, um, you know, again, the same kind of era, like the yeah, 20s, yeah. you know, all in the same. So, so it's those, branding, so, branding. Yeah, the branding, exactly. <laughs> so Brenda, so your dad, when he, he, I'm assuming this was when he was a little boy, looking at the, you know, whatever, late 20s, early 30s, like looking yes. at at the canoe place. And such a, such a cool story. And then it's, wow, we, we're really delving into this, wow, Brenda, I hope I hope we're not throwing you, but this canoe place in thing just fascinated me. I had to go down this lane. Um, you know, then it you know became I remember in get a load of this term Esperanza, my day. Uh, in my <laughs> day, <laughs> it was sort of like had a nightclub vibe. It was right, part of the yes. night scene. Um by it the way, became Espr a discotheque. They put in the longest bar and right. They used to advertise that on the radio, right? Oh, I yeah. Mean, right. Yeah. Right. It and, wasn't I don't summer know if you remember. CPI. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. At right. one point, it was Peter Peaches. Do you remember that? Oh, no. It was a very dark time, if you ask me. They painted <laughs> these massive peaches all over the entire building. These big, and it was Peter Peaches for about a year. I've never been able to find a, a, a photo of it, unfortunately. But it was about a year after they turned it into a discotheque. It was Peaches for a while. Now, did it have um, like, a, you know, this is another common theme on our Hamptons, I guess, for, I mean, you know, full disclosure, you know, I'm a, I'm really a morning person. Esperanza is a real, uh, you know, sh she was a real player in the day. I'm the partier. You know, a, 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 a huge party <laughs> of the Our Hamptons podcast <laughs> yeah, right. co-host. Esperanza, I think, is a is the bigger partier. She she we, she uh, she saw the nightlife a little more than me. Me, I go to sleep at the ten o'clock news. So, um, but we all also do lament how there is such a lack of that now. Like, um, we did an episode about. Speaking of springs, where we touched on Jungle Pete's, I mean, th these people were dancing in the 1940s springs. Right. Um, until three in the morning. Yeah, until three in the morning. You know, here where, you know, the, the, the streets are sort of shutting down, maybe not Sag Harbor, but um, the Sag, the, the, I mean, I remember a place in Hampton Bay's, the Bordy Barn, which was sort of- I was going to ask you about yeah. the Bordy Barn. <laughs> yeah. That, now that, that I always got the, had more of a, uh, is it fair to say it was a little rowdier perhaps than the Canoe Place Inn? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. No, no, notice the walking on eggshells there. I have the executive director of Hampton Bay's Historical Society here, Esperanza. I have to <laughs> yeah, walk on well, eggshells right there. I, I think we can all say that if you walked into the body barn and didn't walk out covered in beer, you were not there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but dancing. You spend a lot of time dancing and yeah. singing. <laughs> Even I've been to the body barn, Esperanza. See, I haven't. <laughs> See, I, hey, maybe I'm the real night owl here. But uh, very, very cool. But, but but Canoe Place Inn didn't have that kind of, um, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it had a lot of lives, I guess. Would it be fair to say? Yes, that's exactly it. it. A lot of lives. It kept recreating itself. So when it stopped being a catering hall, right. the, the owners at that time, I'd say it was early 70s, mid 70s. They right. built the Goldcrest Manor. Okay. Which is on North Highway and is currently the Jitney building. Oh, okay. And they wanted a newer catering hall, but I don't, they were there for a while. And then that's when the, you know, the discotheque took over yeah. um, at the end. I, that's when they became all those other ones. Now, right. getting into your work, um, as we sort of move a little bit more into present day, you're, you're the executive. How long have you been the executive director of the Hampton Bays Historical Society? I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 years, maybe. Did you did you found the camp? No, I did not. No, I did not. Okay. Um, but you how old is the historical society? <laughs> Just wondering. But, but right, how, how long did you say you would? You I didn't hear. I lost what you say. You were there for how many years? You're there for how many years? 
around fifth well yeah officially around 15 17 as the president i guess it was i don't know i okay. when i was when my children were younger i was involved but not as involved i did like sessioning things like that when they were in school right Busy work. right um right. but then after that you know i became president and not because there was a long line of people who were going to do it but now we've got a nice board and it's it's a lot of fun. We've got our buildings started and you know once we had an official home it made a made it a lot easier to to move things forward and attract people. Yeah, you know um and it's really such um look uh, you've heard some of our episodes. I mean Esperanza and I have such enormous respect for the history and the sense of place of all of Eastern Long Island. And that's why it's so great to learn a little bit more, you know, about Hampton Base. Esperanza, I have to tell you, um, Brenda and I were talking about this because she does, and we'd love you to elaborate on this. You do these Thursday blog posts every week, right? And we were talking about this of how, even in creating our episodes, sometimes there's a challenge. You have to, you know, delve into the material and everything else. And um, tell us about how, you put all of that together, you know, how you come up, what's your thought process and coming up, um, putting these thoughts together. And I guess it's a labor of love doing it. Yeah, I think so. It's Wednesday and I'm not done yet. So <laughs> not, <laughs> always, pressure's on. not always love that I'm feeling it is labor. Um, it started very simply, you know, Facebook when that became a thing, there was throwback Thursday. So I would put up a picture, try to promote the historical society right. And somebody would ask me about it. So then I'd put a little blurb and then there'd be more questions. So it eventually grew to every Thursday. It is posted on our Facebook page, but I also send it out to our membership. And it could be absolutely anything. Last week's was about the roller rink. Um, somebody had asked me about the roller. Actually, what happened is I went to the dermatologist, which is what the roller rink is today. Oh and my gosh, you just, go to the... that's a blast from the past of roller rink. I'd forgotten. Yeah. Oh Esperanza Leon, as a young, as a young teenager, did you go to the Hampton Bays roller rink? I, I believe I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the place to go, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like we were going much farther somehow, but that was, that was as far as I, I imagined we went. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's the type of you know, somebody will ask me a question, or as I say, I went to the dermatologist. Every time I go there, I think about the roller rink, and I thought, oh, maybe it's time to to try to delve into that. So it's kind of depends on what's going on. I mean, I I would I, so can I make the educated guess, Brenda, that the roller rink was a big part of your formative years as a young yes, girl, was. teenager, yep. what have you? Like that, that was right. It opened in 1964, and there was a lot of birthday parties. There was a birthday room, as friends, right. you may remember that. Um, of course, it was all cement block, so it was kind of funny when I think about this special room and I look at the pictures and it's just a white room, <laughs> but it was special when I was a kid. We, we were um, no frills back then. <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know. Esperanza, I bet you that roller rink didn't have many amenities. I, I was, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> We're, we're all um, about the amenities. We're here. about amenities, not. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean, but that yeah, that was I actually remember, you know, growing up in Queens, right over the city line, there was a place in Elmont, Long Island, like the first town in Nassau County. And we had a roller rink on. What talk about jarring a memory. Probably was very much evocative of this called Wallcliff. And it was, you know, Brenda really hit it. I, I remember, I mean, I'm going back. I don't know. I'm scared to say how long I'm going back 50 years or whatever. 
I remember the cinder block there. So it, <laughs> I, apparently, you know, that apparently must, that was the way to go with the that roller was the thing. That was the thing about roller rinse, I guess, you know, but uh, I, I really remember that. That is, that is, oh, that is really funny. But um, so like, and it's interesting, like um, how those blog posts trigger, because a lot of times that's how our episodes just trigger. We'll read a blurb, we'll get something from the East Hampton Library, or something will just come into our head and we'll start exploring it but that the process is so much fun you know and, it is uh, and, it's, and the it's, old newspapers i find them so intriguing i could just yeah. get completely lost it the, is the so verbiage true. the phrases they use things that we never hear of and and i'm looking for one thing and i find five others and a lot of time that's where i get my inspiration from exactly uh, right exactly yeah, right. Some, some of the stories are just amazing yeah. 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 And, and don't you discover that also sometimes history just keeps repeating itself? Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And the things they complain about are things we complain about now. Continue. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. right. Those, 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 those kind of arguments, right. Yeah. We always talk on our Hamptons. You go back a hundred years in the East Hampton story, you'll read some of the same arguments today. Why mm -hmm. do they need, why does the house have to be so big? You know, like yes. similar, yes. similar yes. kind of things. Speaking of, um, of that, the language and everything, um, is there a dialect at all in Hampton Bay? It's like, you know, Esperanza does this much better than I do. Esperanza, can you give, um, I really should be the one that does it better since I actually live in the Springs, but Esperanza is better. Oh, gee, can I we, might, I might, I might kill it though. I mean, I might, I mean, I might not do it correctly. I'm just, embarrassed, right, but, but I'm just gonna give, thinking we're, like. Joe, we're going to give a little demonstration for Brenda of like the old Bonnick dialect, which was, I guess, Bob and, you know, uh, this yeah, sort of Yeah, like, yes, yes, Bob. And yeah, then yeah, that was like. That's be your working bub. Guess that, I be. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that. Thank you, Esperanza. That was. Uh, <laughs> what's even more impressive is Esperanza's from Venezuela and still can play that <laughs> name, which is it's really amazing. I got him. She gets major props. I'm good with being, languages. She's, she's a linguist, I guess. I'm a lot. Um, is Brenda? Is there any? Is there any? I guess what I'm saying is, can you tell like your grandparents, for example, or you know, when you were growing up, um, a different way of speaking, right? Was there a little bit of a different way? Did you different expressions. Yeah, different. My father, actually, and his sisters, siblings, whatever, I would always say, instead of idea, that's the idea. I, I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly. Oh, like an the, accent on a different the emphasis, emphasis. Right, emphasis one's on the idea. That's the whole idea, you know, and I see it, especially when my dad was speaking to like a, a childhood friend. Mm -hmm. They'd start talking and it just something little different, just different dialect just a different relaxed speech it was always I always enjoyed it um but it was funny to hear it and yeah. I, don't, I don't think I hear it much anymore I think it's kind of uh faded away uh yeah that's something that's... Esperanza and I talk about that often uh yeah it's we... faded away from scarce here. yes yeah. it's uh very far and few between um you know so was there any um Anyone that was was alive, like like people, like you know, is there any term for the Hampton Bay's people that, like, that have been born and bred there, the way there is Bonnaker here, for example? Did you have any kind of terms like your parents referred to your grandparents as anything, or there was nothing like that? Not really. I mean, they may yeah. say a Bayman, but that's also yeah. what our mm. school is is the Bayman. Right. So yeah. you know, not not that I can think of. Um, hmm, no. Okay. I'm never even sure whether we're good grounders or good groundians. I change it up in my <laughs> blog. Well, that is uh, this, that is great stuff. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about the historical society? Any upcoming projects coming on or um, anything? 
We're on a little hiatus for now, but we are open every summer from Labor Day until October. We have the Lizon Hat Museum. Okay. Um, the next time you make the journey over the bridge, you right. have to come see our hats. I know you probably don't think that's very interesting, but they're very artistic. It's very an interesting story how we ended up with this um, hat shop that catered to people from Southampton and East Hampton and all those good people. I'm a fashionista. Well, type of we're fashionistas. We're all about hats. So, you know, well, that, that fascinates us. That's and I, I'm yeah. just curious because you said that you secured a building. So, um, was this building, Was it's a historic building that is? Yeah, so there we have actually three buildings. We have the Canoe Place Chapel, which is down on Canoe Place Road. You had asked about the different sections. And mm -hmm. Yes, that's, you know, Canoe Place in Canoe Place Chapel. They're all right in the same area. And the story is that that uh, building was larger, the, the chapel, and it was split in half and the Shinnecocks took half and they use it as... They use it as something right now. I don't remember what building, but it's still on. It's still on the, on the reservation. reservation. Uh -huh. And there's a little uh, cemetery with some uh, Shinnecocks buried behind it. I think there's five of them up there now. Um, and they floated across on the bay. This was obviously before the 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 inlet came in, and the bay froze, and they split it in half, and they took their half, and we kept our half. So that was one of our buildings that we've um, restored was Canoe Place Chapel. And then we have the Prosper King House. It's right on Montauk Highway, uh, past the Methodist Church as you're going east uh, on the north side of the road. And that was our first building. And that was where the King's Prosper King built back in, again, 1700 sometime right. was the building. It's been reorganized and reshaped and there's parts of it missing, but we have a nice little house there. Um, it used to be Ada's Attic. I don't know if either right. of you are antiques people, but people know it as Ada's Attic. And next to it is the Lion Hat Shop. So the town bought the property. The people who owned Ada's Attic um, talked to the CPF people and said, you know, we'd like this building to continue. So they donated it to CPF or sold it to CPF. Right. Okay. And then we restored the building. So it's owned by the town, but where the... Um, we Lissi, take care of Lissies, yeah, right. or the stewards of the stewards. I can never remember yeah. that word. Yeah, and and, and, and then the, the Lizon Hat Shop we opened about five years ago, and that was originally um, a country store located on the other side of the street. And sometime in the late eighteen hundreds, the King family bought it, moved it over to them, and they ran it as a a, a store. Um, I see. It's a whole story. It burned. Part of it burned, and then another burn, another fire. It's unbelievable. Yes. Lots well, that's what happens with timber frames. Yeah, <laughs> I would say. I, and that's no fire block, right? Yeah, on the other hand, yeah, that's yep, that's no that's really good. And um, Esperanza, also, I have to tell you, Brenda told me that um, now that I'm going to get here's a controversial. You could almost say this is controversial, but you could definitely make an argument. Brenda is a big advocate of Hampton Bay's having the most beautiful beaches of all out here. We do. Yeah. It, we absolutely do. I'm and sorry, just, but we do. We don't they're have very lots of wide. Building. I mean, they're what I've seen, seen is very wide and open, right? Yeah. No, we, we don't have building on our dunes, which is the difference. Which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, we have a restaurant on the, uh, the bay side. Bay side, right. But nothing on the other side. There's no houses. Well, more. frankly, actually, that's an interesting thing because there are so few waterfront places like that that really, when I think of Hampton Bays, that's actually where I would go to, you know, eat right on the water, right. you know, because there's not much here. Yeah. 
<laughs> Brenda, I should really start wrapping up, but I have to say this, um, Esperanza, I really got some, some serious insight into this place. Well, it just, you know, sometimes I think what people consider Hampton Bays is like, they think of, I don't know, Macy's, right? Yeah, like right. it just yeah. becomes like a, this destination to just go shopping or like just a destination go. And, but what you're giving us is a picture of a, a place with lots of history. And clearly you have, you would say four buildings that belong to the historical yes. society. Which is, I mean, which is fantastic. Incredible that, that you is... have that, that um, collection and that resource and those and, resources and, rather. And that should you be Esperanza really in perpetuity. I mean, that will be, right. you know, a hundred years right. from now, they will still maintain these buildings, which is so important. Which are what really translates into our sense of place, right? And for Hampton Bays, that must be that. Like, instead of it being something so, um, I don't know, empty and contemporary, like a mall. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, yeah, I mean, because like, you're right. You know, you think about the Macy's and, you know, you then you start thinking, well, is this... I guess it's an interesting question. I mean, is Hampton, is this more suburb than resort? I mean, it's just, you know, everything's becoming a suburb in a sense. Even we feel it out here, even though when my wife has to go into work in New York every so often, you know, it's a three hour jitney, right? So it's not really a suburb, but, um, you know. It's the feel of it. And, yeah. and I feel like what you've given us is an idea of Hampton Bays being more of a really a small hamlet. I mean, it's a, it's a hamlet, right? So it's. A small Eastern Long Island town. A small Eastern Long Island town. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Brenda Sinclair. We had a good time with you. Yes, thank you for inviting me. It was we, fun. We, it was really a lot of fun for us too. And um, thanks for coming on. And um, again, I thank you for this insight into Hampton Bays and to give our audience um, a little bit more insight in, you know, um, our Hamptons doesn't end at the Shinnecock Canal. It certainly <laughs> does not. <laughs> Thank you very much, Brenda. Thank you very much. Thank you. A lot of fun. Thanks so much for joining us. New episodes of Our Hamptons are released every other Tuesday. Find them wherever you get your podcasts.